0: Of all the blockbusters last summer, one entirely failed to bust blocks. We discuss Jonah Hex. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy.
1: Wait, what was your name?
0: I'm Dan McCoy. Oh,
1: and I'm Stuart Wellington.
0: I'm Elliot Kalen. Stuart's uh, growling like a cat. Yeah.
1: For some reason. I, I thought you were going to like that sound effect. That's why I did it. <laughs>
2: what I like about it is it he doesn't, doesn't even sound like a big cat. <laughs> Sounds like a house cat. It's not like you're a lion or a panther or something. Yeah, well, that's the white,
1: it's the flop house. It's the house cat. Mm. So anytime uh, the listeners at home hear, Roow! they know uh, that's a uh, flop house trademark moment. So
0: that's our new mascot, the flop house house cat. Yeah, the right? house cat. So when will you drop in that kind of sound effect, though? Like, you know, what situation would... You know when, when
1: Elliot drops one of his uh, trademark uh, zingers. Yeah, it, well Mo's. it's like it's like a, like a knowledge based zinger though. Oh, okay. And Dan, and Dan does one of his like oh hum, oh hum, yeah, <laughs> something like one of his like oh gosh darn,
2: sure. Oh, the misery of life. Yep. One of those. Then would, and then
1: I would go. Row! <laughs> okay.
2: And then uh, so Flophouse listeners, if you want to visualize what Stuart, the Flophouse house cat, looks like. <laughs> Go for it. Um, what, well, like visualize it in, in like a sculpture? Yeah, or Cray-Pas, you know. Okay. A
1: bas-relief.
0: Papier-Maché.
2: Or uh, Japanese animation. <laughs> I always thought that, uh, that James Bond should have a villain called Papier-Maché. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be like the spirit villain, uh, villainess plaster of Paris. And a girl named Pussy-Maché. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> <laughs> so guys, <Don't> it. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older Okay
0: We uh, we watched a movie tonight Which is what we do every night when we're together Except for the nights that we're not recording the podcast Yes Very true we do, we do spend time together off, off, the, off the books
2: Sometimes Off the clock Yeah, not punched in <laughs> not, not, not often <laughs> No Not as often as I'd like yeah. Well, okay. when that's Wait, no, the opposite of that More often than I'd like Okay yeah.
1: Uh, like but, uh, uh, this past Saturday, right? We all went out for drink. Well, we I some was, of us went out. I for was drinks. out of town sure. and not invited.
0: Yeah. So that was a. <laughs> we've already.
1: I mean, we sent you an email. I think. I don't think so. Side okay, you're right. <laughs> uh, what do we? What do we watch tonight? We watched a movie called Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that doesn't. That wasn't appropriate, based oh. on the own the restrictions you set earlier. <laughs> for your rowing, I, I, I forgot. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's when uh, when I do a goop when I when I fuck up I have to do that sound effect. <laughs> this is changing into a whole different type of. Program. There's all kinds of rules. We're now. gonna
2: make some prank calls later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what was the movie about, Elliot? Uh, what wasn't the movie about? Good things. That's what. <laughs> sure. Um Jonah Hex, as you may know, listeners, is based on the long-running DC comic book character of the same name. Uh, he is a Western gunslinger. Uh, slings guns, mm-hmm. among other adventurous things. Uh, and in this movie, they decided to give him the ability to talk to dead people. and uh,
1: Which he used to... Uh,
2: which he used to get information, kind of, and to mend a fence between <laughs> him and a man he killed. <laughs> Not literally. Not like, Jonah, you better fix that fence. Uh-oh, it'll take the labor of the dead to do this yeah. and then raise the dead and make them build the fence. It was a
0: metaphor like that Robert Frost poem about yeah. fences.
2: About fences, that one uh, that they made the show Picket Fences out of. <laughs> yep. uh, should I do the the normal plot yeah, summaries? Yeah, just,
0: like, you know, just so little yeah. plot that. You, well,
2: it's a short movie. It's less than an hour and a half long, and they reuse footage. Uh, it's the kind of thing you would see in like an Italian exploitation movie, where it's like short, but they still manage to reuse footage because they don't want to pay for new footage. Uh, Jonah Hex, gunslinger, mis- disfigured, his face horribly scarred, misanthrope. misanthrope misanthropic, played by Josh Brolin. Sure. Mis-
0: misfigured. <laughs> yes, he's Yeah, no,
2: like that. Yep, played by Josh Roland Brolin. Um, that's what they call him. Uh, he is a former Confederate soldier, boo, who wanted to get revenge. State's rights, though. No. Yeah, that's basically never what it was about. <laughs> well, yeah, he, State's as, rights. As is said by um, – what's his name from The Wire? Uh, uh, Lieutenant Daniels. At Lieutenant yeah. Daniels, who plays the armorsmith. The weaponsmith who builds – Yeah, the Q character. Yeah, he's the, he is the Q slash microchip slash uh, – Yeah, what, microchip might be more appropriate. Yeah, um, from the Punisher series for those who aren't, don't know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> as he says, you didn't fight for slavery or for secession. You just didn't like the government telling you what to do. So he's kind of a Tea Party hero for the 21st century. Uh, yeah. This movie really sparked the Tea Party movement in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people said, I want to be like Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. I want a gun that shoots dynamite. <laughs> Unpleasant. <laughs> he, uh, he. So he, he, his family was killed by John Malkovich, his former commanding officer. In the, wow, as, the actor John Malkovich. <laughs> yes, by a character played by John Malkovich oh, okay. in He's his very meta, this in character. perhaps his laziest performance since the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and so he wants it revenge. He was up there
1: with like Jeremy Irons in the Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry that I brought that up. And any
2: movie where someone plays a character who's in a coma the entire time. <laughs> uh, he wants revenge on, on uh, John Malkovich. He's a bounty hunter. He's in love with prostitute Megan Fox uh, who is shot – it's like old-time Hollywood where anytime she's on camera, the image is really blurry. Like they, I guess they wanted to show that in the Old West, women had no pores or imperfections in their mm-hmm. face. So it's just like airbrushed like crazy. It looks like you're looking at her through a greasy window.
1: Like a Richard Linklater
2: rotoscope cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, Scanner Darkly. Yeah. As you pointed out earlier. Or Waking Life. Or Waking Life. You gonna name another Richard Linklater rotoscope cartoon? You can't. You just used up your last ace, buddy. Those, those big and I'm calling that he did, Full right? House. I don't think he did do those. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the worst commercials because, like, the whole time I can't listen to what they're saying. I'm just like, why is this rotoscoped? Yes. Thought um, maybe
1: that person had some kind of disfigurement, and they're like, "Hey, let's. We like the actor, but we don't want to use all their face, so let's do a cartoon <laughs> version of it's them."
2: Very fun, and they then they cast the next commercial. Turned out they were disfigured also.
0: <laughs> it turned out that the casting director had one, one only one eye, and they couldn't, they couldn't see half of the people's faces because that's how
2: I'm it sure. works when you only have one eye; <laughs> yep. you can only see half of things. Yep. <laughs> uh, they once he's a bounty hunter in love with Megan Fox. President Grant of the United States of America. U.S. Grant? U.S. Grant because it's the year 1876, the centennial. He uh, hires Jonah Hex to find John Malkovich because John Malkovich has stolen some kind of super gun that the United States had Eli Whitney build, (laughs) um, which I guess Eli Whitney would have had to build it decades before. But I don't remember when Eli Whitney died. Uh, Jonah Hex – oh, by the way. Uh, was brought back to life by Indians in his backstory so he can talk to dead people now.
0: Sure. Which was uh dealt with by the movie as perfunctorily as Elliot just did right now. Wait, was, like
2: uh like Indians from India? No, no, Native Americans. Okay, so not like that outsource show. Uh no, not like not like the show outsource. <laughs> and uh this incredibly important moment in Jonah Hex's history, according to the movie, when he is literally brought back from the dead, is dealt with is a animated sequence right before the title comes up. Yeah. Also there are no Native American characters in the film except his wife in a brief flashback you and see, his son. And his son in a brief well he's it's half. He's like a halfzy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a half and half, yeah. <laughs> they uh I don't know what the name is for that. They yeah. the only Native Americans you see otherwise are mystical beings who bring Jonah hex back to life again later in the film.
1: When you know when he when he dies.
2: Uh, And he and Megan Fox – Megan Fox is kidnapped. Jonah Hex tracks down John Malkovich and they stop him. Mm -hmm. And Will Arnett is in it. And also uh, in a serious role. In a serious role with and West 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 Bentley. West Bentley in a I not said, as serious role. I almost
1: said West Studi, and I think they probably could have put him in this movie. And I mean, who's West Studi? He's uh, a that, Native
0: American actor.
1: Yeah, that Indian actor. Who is was, it? What does he do? He, he was he, in he uh, Last of the Mohicans. He was uh, the bad guy, Magua. We'll okay, a uh, Magua. No, that's Gizmo. No. I, don't,
0: I don't know whether he was Geronimo. Geronimo yeah, Geronimo, but he definitely Geronimo in Geronimo.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was probably Geronimo.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Um, he was
1: also in uh, Deep Rising as a as a villain.
2: Mm. Man, you guys should write the official authorized biography of what's-his-name. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> Which is it, Richard Linklater? Wes us? Bentley. <laughs> Wes Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, a, in a small role as U, uh, Ulysses S. Grant's uh, personal aide is uh, a guy I knew in college, Mr. Seth Gable. So I was excited to see him. That was the one moment of enjoyment I got was seeing him in this movie.
1: And this was another episode of Elliot Kalen's name droppers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> great name
2: drop. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> um, appropriate. I I, I I apologize for name dropping someone who was in the movie that we saw tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, Will Arnett maybe was my the other bright point. Literally, the first moment you see him and hope that he will. Have a comedy role. Yeah, you start laughing as soon as he's on this. The he's screen. just one of those guys who's he's funny as soon as you see him. Yeah, and then you're crying because you're watching the movie still. Yeah, and it is terrible. There's a lot of. Oh, and also Jonah Hex has two huge Gatling guns on his horse that he only only uses once. He has two guns that shoot dynamite sticks. He only uses them once. Uh, He uses a tomahawk. There's a lot of heavy metal guitar on the soundtrack. Yep. Uh, And he has a dog that tags after him who doesn't talk inexplicably.
0: You're just listing things. Well, listen,
2: because here's the thing. If I told you here's a movie about a disfigured gunslinger Mm -hmm. who has a gun that shoots dynamite and Gatling guns on his horse – He's in love with a prostitute and together they have to save the country from John Malkovich's giant super gun that shoots glowing balls of explosions. You would say this sounds like an amazing movie. And you know what? Well,
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe in a pre Wild Wild West world I would have said that sounded amazing This could be the older and wiser.
2: But in a a bringing up Wild Wild West. But in a post (laughs) Seraphim Falls world (laughs) I just think it was the first recent Western that came to mind. In a post Appaloosa world. Yeah, it's but it's a terrible movie. There's all this junk that's just kind of jammed into the movie and you feel like they ran out of money halfway through making it and just kinda rushed everything else.
1: Yeah, well, Megan Fox was really good in it. Um, well, what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, she the is thing about, terrible. There, nobody is good in it. Yeah, she's terrible. The thing that I don't understand oh, and about and Megan Fox. Quinn okay, plays Ulysses S. Grant. Is that. And Megan Fox is, you know, she's a prostitute. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's probably one of the more popular ones in whatever well, it, Western it Georgian like town that's there the thing. it's West both, Georgia?
2: She's in the Wild West, but most of the movie takes place in Georgia and then right next to Washington, D.C. Uh, so I don't know how far west they could be since they're like a half hour's ride between all those places. Yeah. Like, yeah, half a day. Yeah. And- Maybe
1: they use Indian magic to, like, transport them like smoke-based magic if
2: they had opened this movie with a title card that said this is not the united states you know but the united states of magic and wonders i think it would have gone a long way towards making this a better movie
1: and I'm sure they could have found the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to write it up.
2: Uh, but yeah, she's, it He's looks like, so she's, a, it seems she's, like she's the only prostitute in the town that we never see the she, rest of. And I would imagine she's probably pretty popular in whatever town well, that is. Well, one man you know, offers to leave his entire family for her. And
1: then that man later buys her contract from yeah. her owner, I guess. Or I don't know if they have owners then. Or I mean, whatever.
2: she has. A, it's one of those things that I assume it's like... Uh, musicians in the 40s and 50s were like, your contract was owned by a club owner and then someone could buy the contract and make you work at their mafia-owned nightclub. Then you get mixed up because you witness a mob killing. Sure. you got to go on the run, dress up like a woman. Okay. Uh, suddenly you're having adventures with this female jazz band. Fall in love with one of the women. Uh-oh, turns out she's a millionaire in disguise. Suddenly you're globetrotting the earth, going to Europe, bucking elbows with the hoi polloi. All of a sudden... Uh-oh, bump into the wrong person. It's the Shogun. Now he's got an – he put in, puts an honor vendetta out against you. Samurai, ninja, after your head. you got to rush back to America, but they get in. What are you going to do? Maneuver the mob and the ninjas into one building. Hope they kill each other. Anyway, that's my movie. I call it Million Dollar Getaway. And I'll sell it to the first studio that offers me $700,000. <laughs> Hollywood, I await your call. Specific figure. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, you're saying so. On? So the man buys her contract. as a Oh yeah, the guy whore. buys her contract
1: as a whore, and then because he wants to do. And with we her use whore not in a
2: disrespectful wants. way, but she, you know, that's just the old I west. That's her, yeah, that's term. her job. Yeah.
1: Um, and he, I guess he, and then he starts to like threaten her, so she gets mad, and then he aims a gun at her, so she stabs him in the chest. Oh, he even tries to shoot her, so she kills this guy. And then the next time we see her, she's just in the same place. Like, I thought her contract got bought. It's a wild west, man. Is she
2: working for herself now? At this, at that point, I think she's working for his family. Yeah. Was, his wife must have inherited the contract.
0: Okay. Yeah. She became a madam. A madam of one. <laughs> That's
2: a, <laughs> I think a lifetime a re- original movie.
1: I think, a, I think there's a real story here about, <laughs> about the, the murdering of your pimp
2: and having to... Well that's and you bring up an interesting point which is that everything nothing happens in this movie that has a consequence to it. People are killed, people kill, things go exploding, there's other stuff that happens. There's no consequence. Our
1: hero gets killed and then a bunch of Native Americans bring him back to life. <laughs> and
2: people can get shot right behind you, but you don't notice them until Jonah Hex comes up right behind you with the gun. You know, there's a flamethrower for the Lord knows what reason on a boat. It's... well flamethrowers were pretty popular back then nope yeah. not true <laughs> on 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 boats too boats and flames go well together
0: it's I one... mean you say that there are no consequences but the one consequence that does happen is explosions
2: that's <laughs> true the, that most of the laws of physics are do do get followed in this yeah. movie especially the exploding ones. I think
1: every bad guy dies in an explosion yeah.
2: uh, some of them well yeah, well except for well yeah I guess you're right there's also let's explain this super gun, which is a giant, which is just basically a six-barreled cannon, and they have these glowing orbs that are super explosive. Yep. That somehow Eli Whitney stole from a dragon, or I don't know what. <laughs>
1: they're <laughs> dragon balls.
2: They're dragon balls, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think
1: I think they they initially they shoot like weird cannonballs first that kind of sit there and well then they regular shoot. cannonballs, but I don't think they're regular because I think then they fire the the glowing cannonball and it has some kind of reaction with the cannonballs they fired. Oh, through. you think that's what it is? I think yeah, it's like uh it's like a two part like a two part thing.
0: I don't think they ever explained it. Like I was like what are they shooting like targeting cannonballs? Like the first one is just to make sure we can make it there. That
2: could be it. And yeah. The second
0: one is the one that has the real the glowy stuff inside. I think it's a two part
1: reaction.
2: We're gonna have to go right to uh, Jonah Hex movie. Care of Warner Brothers. I'll send an
1: email to Josh Brolin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dear Josh, what's, I have a question about your movie Jonah Hex. The you movie.
0: Just summon him with your like sort of your like your doppelganger powers. Your eerie resemblance. Yep,
1: yep yeah. I your can do that. Eerie
2: Indiana resemblance. Eerie Indiana. What's that all about? Uh, well, it's a place and TV show. Okay. Um. The. They, that I was guess Josh the other. Brolin leaving the room. <laughs> the other thing that's great about the movie is how it how well it's shot. Oh leaving aside God. the wonderful script and brilliant plotting, there's the fact that it is every, such wonderful cinematography. Sometimes you can even see what's going on on screen.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of scenes that are really really dark, and you can barely see. Josh Brolin walking around. <laughs> you like you'll hear. You can barely
2: see the details of Josh Brolin's scar. You can hear yep. sound effects of fights. Like it'll be like and then you're like, well, I got to assume a fight is going. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like watching a radio show at times.
1: What well, I think I think the idea of doing a Jonah Hex movie. They they hadn't really quite processed the actual effects of making an actor wear that makeup. Yes. Yeah. Like, they didn't realize that he was just going to sound like Mumbly Joe the whole time.
2: So that's why they hired one of the mumbliest actors also?
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. What? And I mean— Mumbly Jonah Hex?
2: They could have just— <laughs> Mad Magazine, some, hello, they, <laughs> ring, ring.
1: I've got your title. <laughs> uh, They could have just done some excellent ADR work, Uh, you know, with Josh Brolin yeah. or— Take I, him out of the makeup. Yeah. And have him say the words. I wouldn't maybe. be surprised if they didn't the money. Because I think they had the him money. wear the makeup when he did that opening, like, when he did the opening narration. Yeah, you, you can't hear a damn he thing. He does
2: an opening narration that kind of sounds like this.
1: There's a girl in the family
2: somewhere. explodes. I'm going to take him back to life. There's <laughs> a spring the Yeah, Meanwhile,
0: Meanwhile, I'm uh, madly, like,. Turning the volume way up, which, uh, which exploded in my face when uh, the train explosions. <laughs> I was just
2: glad. I guessed that there was a train that was going to explode in this movie before I saw it, and I was right. And a boat exploded. <clears throat> Two boats explode, actually. Well, one, yeah, one gets blown up and the other explodes. I mean, but they both explode. There's explosions, yes. <laughs> and a couple of buildings explode.
1: It's all kinds of
2: explosions. The Washington Monument is somehow exploded and then not exploded. It's not a good movie.
1: Um, yeah.
0: We talked about uh, the animated sequence in the beginning. Yeah, what about Which that? Which
2: looked like it was the art of Eduardo Risso, but I don't know if it was. That, yeah, so I like
0: that. That again seems like He's a, uh, great artist. a case where uh, they would have normally shot these actual scenes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, put them in the movie uh, because they're important points to be made. I think in the
1: plot I'm going to apply uh,
2: this to the ran out of money argument yeah. again. I'm going to apply
1: the idea that. This was a comic book, guys, a graphic novel, and they were trying to remind the viewers that it was once a graphic novel, not originally drawn by the artist they used (laughs) or or animated or
2: they were just really lazy. I think laziness might have been part of it too. The whole movie is very lazy, Uh, starting with uh, John Malkovich's – Perform, you know, tranquilized performance and wig. <laughs> yeah, this wig I, was
1: pretty tranquil.
2: As, as I said, he told them, look, look, I can act or I can wear a wig. I'm not going to do both for the money you're paying me. And he was so bedraggled. I think they made the right choice, though. He looked like, yeah, uh, like a stuffed animal that got dropped in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so soiled. You know, and he's supposed to be like the dapper villain, but, you know.
1: The... Now, what do you guys think about that? the fight at the end where there were three fights going on at the same time, and one of them was happening in uh, Josh
2: Brolin's mind, I guess? Oh, that's right. Earlier in the movie, uh, you see Josh Brolin have a dream battle with John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Where he loses, it was, right? some where he sort loses. Of, it was
0: some sort of nightmare or dreamscape. Yes, he said
2: yeah. when you – he says some people say when you die, you imagine – you see your unfinished business, and his unfinished business is killing John Malkovich – In retaliation for the murder of his family. In some sort of
0: fist fight in the red clay wasteland. Red
2: desert. Um, Then later, he is finishing the business. He and John Malkovich are fighting it up in the bowels of the ship as a crazy contraption raises glowing balls to the giant super gun cannon as it fires on Washington, D.C. Because boats have a lot of extra space in them. There's a lot of room underneath, yeah. Especially 19th century boats. Um, and at the same time, he is a mad- he's replaying this dream fight. Only he continues it and wins. But it's one of those things where it's like they're trying to show us in the- that yeah, he's winning in the dream. He's got his spirit back. Like now he can do it. But he's already beating John Malkovich in the physical fight. Like there's no it adds yeah, nothing. Yeah, I think
1: yeah, I think he's already like got him on the ropes, and they're uh, they're still showing dream the dream fight going on, and yeah i don't i didn't I didn't I understand didn't what was going on. I quite get it I For mean they well, were padding I thought it was a flashback but
2: it was a it was a flashback to a dream sequence, uh, but <laughs> awesome. then it continued well
0: boxing is a mental sport Stuart that's
2: the, <laughs> oh were, i didn't they, so in a way <laughs>
1: they were trying to reflect his sportsmanship yeah
2: yeah yeah. Okay. That's why they had all those shots of him training with Burgess Meredith, <laughs> <laughs> chasing that chicken, punching that side of beef. Dan,
1: Dan McCoy, once again, showing that he's here for his uh, sport, understanding of sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to... Uh... Wait, did I, kick the, did I kick the thing out? No, you uh, didn't. Did I, I unplug it with my foot? No, you didn't. Okay. Uh, you now... interrupted my apology, though. Oh, no, you can do it.
0: Go ahead. No, I'm just going ap- to apologize to the audience members for being... Being chicken drunk, even less uh, engaged than usual on this uh, podcast. I'm I'm sick today. Because
2: usually you have a reputation as the guy who never pays attention, Mm -hmm. doesn't
0: talk. I'm woozy. I don't know if anything I'm saying. Doctor Zinger, they call him. (laughs)
2: Doctor Zinger DDS.
0: (laughs) Um. Yeah, but my wooziness is affecting my my podcast performance. But I do want to talk about. One
2: I mean, thing. you should see Dan. He looks like a mess. Mm-hmm. What do you want to like like talk Hicks.
1: about? What do you? <laughs> how the, did, you, did he did he cut yourself shaving? My toothpick slip. I want to talk about my per- <laughs> <two-pick slip?
0: laughs> talk about my, uh, my connection to Jonah Hex, which was that
2: uh, I uh, he brought you back from the dead. <laughs> you you just so recently
1: sick. saw the parody porno boner sex.
2: <laughs> no, 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 boner triple X. <laughs> I think you'll find it's boner
1: <laughs> sex. <laughs> Uh, Mona Cox. I had a, I had, a,
0: <laughs> I had a screenplay that I did uh, read uh, as part of the Writers Guild East. Uh, they do a reading series. Of screenplays. Of screenplays. And uh, I, there were two screenplays that had excerpts read. Um, by actors. By by real actors. By actual working actors. Like and, Josh
1: Brolin. And whatever. Wes Bentley. <laughs> and Wes Studi. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it was a great experience. I had a great time. My actors were all great. Um, It was good to see something that I wrote, performed by people who know what they're doing. Wrap it up. But the point (laughs) was... (laughs) I was getting there. (laughs) Point was... uh, a word picture. (laughs) 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 The other screenwriter, um, his his, uh, most recent screen credit was on the film Jonah Hex the guy who uh the one we just watched yes, yes. okay the guy shared the the uh the, the night with and um his screenplay that they were exerting was uh, about a bitter screenwriter who had spent years writing uh on something called Jeremiah Hawk and uh that was
2: also based on a comic book
0: yeah and it was it was clear that, like that this guy had an ax to grind about
2: Hollywood well, he, and the way he'd been treated by Hollywood. He also said he he wrote a script for Jonah Hex twelve years before yeah. this movie was put into production.
1: That was before the advent of Gatling horse machine guns. Exactly, yeah. John Malkovich wasn't even alive then. <laughs> nope. It was just his father, Ron Malkovich. <laughs> You could have gone with Don Malkovich. That would have been a little easier.
2: uh, Not at all. I don't see how one is at all easier than the other. (laughs) There's one letter difference. But uh, he was saying that I guess he went to arbitration whether he would actually get a credit on this movie. Mm -hmm. And he didn't write this but enough of the plot from his – screenplay was used that the writers guild demanded credit for him and he was not happy it sounded like he wasn't happy he got credit for it that he didn't want his name attached to jonah hex
0: yeah well it was one of the biggest flops of this <laughs> last year
2: I've... yeah and it was terrible i mean this is not this is not a you know i i'm a i like the character in theory and uh sure in theory i like uh, i
1: like his the joe joe lansdale <laughs> stories yeah
2: there are good jonah hex stories and this is not one of them
1: no um what I would like uh you guys to help me with is Wes Bentley's character in this plays uh like the kind of a like a feat uh politico who is financing John Malkovich's character's uh you know, terrorism. And he's
2: he's the the pow, pow, the connected dandy that John Malkovich is using to further his evil scheme. And he this you know, is a plot that
0: I somehow managed to entirely miss,
1: and
2: he keeps being, um,
1: you know, like he gets threatened a little bit to, you know, keep giving John Malkovich more money. And at the end,
2: John Al- right Malkovich before the starts climax, choking him with his eagle-headed cane. Yep, right before the climax,
1: John Malkovich whoop turns it around and kills West Bentley. So what I was wondering is, is there like a name for that type of character, like you know, like the chode? <laughs> like the guy who's just like a total tool and Who helps uh, the villain. And he's like the villain, but he's not villain enough to actually serve like like he's not even good enough for the hero to kill. Like mm-hmm.
2: it, oh the he, villain will kill
0: that he's guy. He's the Sam Rockwell in Iron Man Two, is what you're saying.
1: Or more like There's the mob robots, boss in this movie. The mob
2: boss in the movie and last action hero. Okay. Yes. And you think he's the Perfect. villain, but then the his top hitman kills him and that guy's the real villain. Perfect. You're absolutely
1: correct. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Wow. Uh,
0: your you guys' knowledge of the last action hero is superior to mine. I mean, it's a film I, that I saw I've seen that
1: movie so many and times. I forgot and, and, I don't and, know why. Okay. Ian McKellen is amazing
2: in that movie. It's there's a lot of amazing people in that movie. Yeah. Danny DeVito as the voice of the cat. Yeah. Um it is a bizarre movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is, any thoughts? It is, it is the is the action movie that dares to show you a scene from Laurence Olivier's Hamlet <laughs> during the movie. Um, so what do we think? What are we talking about? I don't. Yeah,
1: know. yeah. Is there uh, is there like a definition or a title for that character?
2: I don't know. That's a good question. I would nominate the name Wilhelm, just off of the Wilhelm scream. Okay, that scream that they use in movies all the time whenever someone falls off of something high. But that's I don't but there's no other reason for that just because I'd like to think that Wilhelm the helper of the villain who gets killed by the villain is the guy who makes that screen yeah he gets
1: thrown off I don't know like a like a siege tower
2: yeah exactly or like a space fortress yeah <laughs> a star destroyer
1: <laughs> so listeners at home uh, if you guys have any uh, any more ideas on this uh, title you should email. please
2: chime in please write us yeah please send us a picture of Stuart the flophouse house cat. And send yeah. us your thoughts on the name of this character and other examples of this type of character
0: sure okay well that that address would be the flophouse at gmail dot com
1: not the house cat at the flophouse flopcast
2: <laughs> at housecat <laughs> that's that's purina send it to flophouse care of the internet five 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 main street way america u s a one two three four dot com okay Hey guys. What what? <laughs> I I'm zoning out. I well, am, should we do final judgments and I'm then sick. Yeah, that's what we do
1: next is final judgments judgment. We're going to we're going to have you propped up on our shoulders for this one. <laughs> sure. Uh,
2: uh so Dane, this... you can go first. Well, yeah. we got it the categories are scarily bad, <laughs> spookily good bad, and and, and one wormy
1: boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's November now. Okay. Uh,
0: so they're
2: gobbly good, <laughs> turkey terrible,
1: or half a wormy boner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> using those <laughs> nonsense <laughs> categories, I would say that this movie was turkey terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Justify yeah. that. I mean, do you have a reason for it? Yeah. Uh, I Argue you your thesis. I
0: couldn't follow it. That okay. might be because I have a cold. But sure. uh, I really couldn't follow it. I couldn't hear what the characters
2: were saying. I got to tell you, a movie Things about it blew up a lot. I mean, <laughs> a movie about a gunslinger who talks to dead people and blows up a train or blows up a boat. You should be able to understand it if you have a yeah, cold.
0: I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's a bad movie. Yeah, it mystified oh. me. So uh, what did you think, Stuart? Uh, I thought it was spookily good. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I'm sick. The whole thing goes off Spookily the rails. Really good bad? Off the rails like that train that gets blown up.
1: <laughs> uh, I think it stayed on the rails the whole time. They couldn't afford to have it go off. Okay. That's
0: true,
2: yeah.
1: This is an unstoppable,
2: Elliot. Jonah Hex calling <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> that would be the sequel. Yeah. The video game sequel. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean... That would
2: be the straight-to-the-garbage-can
1: sequel. <laughs> like three minutes in, I was already shouting that I hated this movie. And, yeah...
2: I, I think this is the most times I've heard you say I hate this fucking movie during the during a movie. I think, or I, I hate this movie so much. I don't know. It felt
1: like they they were trying so hard to make it was like they were trying to make the movie bad. And yeah. they, I mean, I guess they were successful if that was their aim. But <laughs> uh, so good work. Yeah, congratulations, Spookly, good bad, uh, Elliot. <laughs>
2: Spookly. I would also call this turkey terrible. Uh, based on the new November ratings that we'll use for every single podcast, no. uh, <laughs> it is, yeah, uh, shoddily done and ugly and near un- incomprehensible at times. And uh, while there, are a few people are not terrible in it, like Will Arnett, who is good in everything, uh, and a couple other side characters, uh, mostly everyone's bad in it. And it's just stupid. And the, a character who has... And what's weird is that with a character like Jonah Hex, you could invent any type of story. He's basically the man with no name, but his face is all screwed up. Yeah, and he used to be in the Confederate Army, and that's all anyone knows about him. Uh, and you could put him in any story, any we- any stock western story and it would have been a lot of fun but instead they had to gussy it up with supernatural powers and gatling gun horses (laughs) and pistols that shoot dynamite you know
1: and they killed your favorite character like 25 minutes into the movie when the snake man got burned (laughs) i forgot
2: about the snake man there's also a scene where jonah to get information from somebody played by tom wopat is a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At some kind of underground wrestling fighting to the it death seems match. pretty
1: above ground. It's in a giant tent.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean it's not. It's in it a giant tent that's like uh, made out of oil cloth. It's a huge tent with a lot of torches around it. Like it's advertising its appearance and it's huge. But it does seem to be the kind of thing that would be done under the – you know, not legally. Where a okay. giant man fights some sort of snake man with fangs who spits acid. Like one of the monsters from the movie The Descent. And you are – that's exactly what it's like. And you are – waiting for the moment where Jonah Hex gets knocked into this pit, has to fight this snake man, and it does not happen. (laughs) Instead, he pushes a man into the pit, leaves, stops a dog from getting beaten up, and then the dog follows him for the rest of the movie. But it is – and he – when he stops the dog from getting beaten up, he punches one of the guys who drops his flaming torch, which lights the entire tent on fire. It's almost like Inspector Clouseau was fighting – was involved in this. Yeah. But it's like – This scene is over. Let's burn the, let's burn the set. <laughs> but, like, well, but, we can't explode a tent. <laughs> I guess we'll burn it. That's kind every of like scene, a, kind of every of like scene a... ends in flames. That was the producer's <laughs> mandate. And the movie ends with that flame effect of like you know the screen burns Boosh. up and there's credits. Flame behind it.
1: thrower, the movie. <laughs> Just when they thought it was safe to bury
2: Tommy Lee oh, Jones man. with but, his flamethrower. i a I'm gonna mo-
0: make such a such a, so much money writing flamethrower <laughs> the movie.
2: <laughs> but this is a movie where thirty to thirty yeah, in your state, come on. You're delirious. You're gonna be using some kind of imaginary typewriter while me and Stuart write the best flamethrower script ever and sell it for seven hundred thousand dollars. Like, okay, ninjas, ninjas, we gotta Do put in a bunch ninjas? of yeah, ninjas. Do you have a seven hundred thousand dollar debt you need to pay off? I don't want to talk about it, but yes. Uh so if anyone let wants to buy
1: it. Let me let me uh, <laughs> Uh, let me if introduce you wants- to my
2: friend over at Goldline. <laughs> you know, that's not going to help. It's not an investment place. Oh. But he's got buy- a lot of gold. As, uh, he's got – they sell antique coins at an inflated price. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's wealthy. That's why I was Oh, saying. yeah. that's Actually, that's a good idea. So he could
1: loan you the so, money. But if
2: anyone wants to buy Million Dollar Getaway or Flamethrower the movie, just contact me. Elliot Kalin, care of the Flophouse, care of the internet, 555 Main Street <laughs> Avenue, AmericaUSA1234.com. Uh, but when the when the best character <laughs> <already gonna> <laughs> when the best character in the movie is the snake man. is the Snake Man who comes in <laughs> twenty five minutes thirty minutes in has nothing to do with the plot is not a it written, but has charisma but <laughs> he is the most charismatic most likable most in, <laughs> yep. no, still true. got it not too sick I think that deserves a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're back. You got it, Dan. Uh, when he is, when he's the best character in the movie, you have a problem with your movie.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh! So yeah, the Snake Man. And that was like, that was the, that was the most Jonah Hexy thing about the entire story. Was Was the Snake Man. That there's like a weird underground boxing ring between a, like a fight between a giant and a Snake Man.
2: Yeah. It was almost like the movie 300 suddenly leaked into this movie by accident. Uh, the good part of 300. Yeah, yeah,
1: with the monsters. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: So um, – Not the
1: violent sex.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, not that part.
0: Uh, I I would have some uh, so, le- letters to read, but I was, again, letters. sick today. What? So I didn't – But uh, did people send us letters? So people did send us letters. Oh. So next, next time – We'll we'll respond, but I didn't to read put them, them out to you. No, that's fine.
2: Dear Dan, okay. are you okay? <laughs> Signed, concerned in Cincinnati. Oh, Thanks, Cincinnati. Dear nice. Dan, are you okay? Why are you writing Signed, such mean things about us? Still concerned, but not as concerned in Schenectady.
0: Well, this is making me feel better. I know that these are completely made up letters, <laughs> but the concern, the outpouring of concern, what about that, still makes uh, me what feel about good. that
1: hate mail from Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah, it? Pits- with that guy in Pittsburgh hates you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, look this up, Flophouse. The Pittsburgh Post Gazette hates Dan McCoy. Uh, he's this finally, is not you a finally joke. have a media feud. <laughs> yeah. The
2: first Flophouse media feud, and you know what? The Pittsburgh Post Gazette can suck it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I say. Let's get this feud they can, rolling. They can, they
1: can eat a bag of dicks.
2: <laughs> they can eat it real hard, and Pittsburgh is crap.
0: Yeah. Also, More he, like Pittsburgh Post sucks.
2: Sure, Am I right. Haven't gotten, guys? lost. Yeah. Don't do not give him a cat meow. Okay. He does not deserve that. No. Uh here's another fan letter. Dear Dan, you're my favorite member of the Flop House. Signed, non-existent. <laughs> oh, mean. <laughs> that was uncalled. Pittsburgh might have mailed that. I like, but I do like this, I, I do like fantasy
0: mailbag. I think that in future uh, months, if we don't have uh, letters in any given week So you yeah. hear that, that's a threat Ellie. listeners Ellie. If you don't send us letters, <laughs> I will
2: continue with fantasy mailbag
0: <laughs> Elliot. I think it's time to open up
2: your fantasy mailbag Dear Stuart, where'd you get that hat? Don't know how I can see it through the podcast But it looks good on you, keep it up Signed, uh, Sartorially Conscious In nice. Schenectady That's two listeners in Schenectady <laughs> We've got a
0: pocket, we've got a pocket of listeners there <laughs> Um, should we talk about I don't know, should we talk about uh the death the deaths of Leslie Niel- Nielsen and uh, Erwin
2: uh Kirshner? We can. Or uh, Do you guys have anything to say? I mean, they're both sad. Yep. Uh I mean, Erwin Kirchner beloved for his direction of Never Say Never Again. <laughs> right. The <laughs> best, best known. often called the best uh, of the James Bond sequels. Well, no. No, for uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. obviously.
0: Br- brought brought a brought an actual sense of drama
2: to uh and, frankly, visual style. George Lucas is well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Leslie Nielsen, a very funny man and also very good in Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, they weren't uh, – neither of those were uh, like sex-related deaths, <coughs> right?
2: No. Both were men in their 80s who died of natural causes. oh, so,
1: I don't have any jokes. No, uh,
2: Leslie Nielsen, I actually am – that's someone I'm very disappointed that I didn't get to meet before he passed away. He mm-hmm. was. He was apparently – very nice person, very funny person in real life. So and actually I did not realize how old he was. Yeah. That he's eighty three, eighty four years old. Yeah. So here's the lesson, to you flop house listeners. Take the time now to write fan letters to all those people.
1: Yeah.
2: I like, will and like maybe out. maybe I'll finally get off my butt and write the fan letter to Ray Harryhausen that I've been meaning to write for about ten years now. Yeah. As he continues to not reward – not motivate me by staying in perfect health <laughs> well into his 90s, I believe. He's going to feel bad if tomorrow he passes away. I will feel very bad. But this podcast won't air until later, so you can okay. edit it out if he does. Um,
0: also, uh, today it was announced that the Oscars will be hosted by uh, – What's his face? James Franco and uh, the woman who I believe was the maid of honor at your wedding—Anne <laughs> <Nope>. Hathaway. <laughs> nope, yeah, not at your all. Best
1: buddy. Not a vet be- No, a-, a powerhouse team. Are you yeah. jealous of James Franco though? i like, Why didn't she ask you? You guys are so close. No,
2: haven't talked to her in years, or may- if ever. Um, oh, okay. I mean, my yeah, sister knew her weird. better than I did. Uh, someone, a uh, someone I work with, made the joke that uh, the <laughs> that uh, they are in the new Hollywood power couple, Anne Franco. <laughs> <laughs> That was a Daniel Radosh Twitter joke. <laughs> but,
0: uh. Hello, oh, Daniel Radosh. It'll be
2: an interesting Oscars because neither of them is presenters, and uh, James Franco is kind of a weirdo. <laughs> yep. But uh, I'm sure they'll do a fine job. Yep. A, but I guess they decided to not go with, like, comedy people for once. Because what was it? Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin last year?
0: Well, that Jon Stewart was. Jon Stewart kind of ruined it for everybody. Terrible flop that. Uh, no.
2: There, no, Everyone. listen. There's only one terrible flop Oscar host, and that's Whoopi Goldberg. Everyone knows it. Yeah.
0: So that was a segment called what? Hollywood Talk. It will <laughs> not recur. That was a segment
1: called Edit It Out of the Broadcast. <laughs>
0: and, uh, it turns
2: out that when Dan is sick, he wants to talk about the latest entertainment news, much as occasionally Stuart will, will just bring up news stories or upcoming holidays for no reason. <laughs> Hanukkah, right? What Hanukkah? Do we have any thoughts about the North Korea-South Korea feud? Let's date this podcast a little bit more. How was uh, how was your Turkey
1: Day? Okay. (laughs) Why are you guys laughing? Let's
0: uh, let's move on to uh, recommendations, and then we can put a bow on this sucker. Um,
2: A bone a hex,
0: yeah. Bone a hex. So, movies to recommend. Bone a (laughs) hex. (laughs) i i saw a couple of uh i saw a couple of movies uh advance movies um thanks to uh award season uh i got i saw a screening of the black swan
2: oh i missed that was Uh, that good
0: yes well i'm recommending it oh uh i thought
2: thought you were gonna recommend so i thought you were just bragging did you make a
1: legal copy of it with your
0: uh phone my smartphone no no that's too bad uh, and I also got, I also watched a screener of Somewhere. Uh I have that Coppola at home movie. and I haven't
2: watched it yet.
0: And I enjoyed both of them. Um, the, the Somewhere is is really I really enjoyed it for the first ninety nine percent of it, and then like the last one percent, the very end of the movie is is like such a big bullshit cop out open ending that it almost ruins <laughs> the entire. Don't film. Don't
2: tell me what happens, but it turns out it's all a dream. Yeah. Turns out uh or it ends with uh Lindsay Lohan typing up the novel mm-hmm. that she's gonna write for class.
0: And then the door to the, the closet blows open. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, um, That's a reference and all thing. of her
1: friends from the labyrinth are there. <laughs> uh huh. Wait, what? <laughs> and what? Oliver Sutton is there. <laughs> <No>. Oliver Sutton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Nice reference Dan. <laughs> yeah. This is the callback recommendations. Um now, uh, you know it's if you like Sofia Coppola's other movies if you like Lost in Translation or Marie Antoinette this like those movies is entirely mood based like even more so than those movies. It's a
2: tone poem.
0: It does not have a lot of plot uh, or none pretty much but I, I liked it a lot and The Black Swan was uh was just a, a relentless um Movie, Erotic a roller coaster, good, a good one. Uh, if the idea of the red shoes plus repulsion sounds good to you,
2: then go see the Black Swan. That does sound pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I love those movies. Although I love the red shoes more. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you meant Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, well, there sucks. is a scene if, where, if
2: you want to see the Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> plus Ramona, then there is a scene <laughs> Ramona where Ramona and right. <laughs> There's a scene where Mila Kunis goes down on Natalie
0: Portman, so there is a bit of The Red Shoe Diaries. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that is a spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, like it, it, the there's scenes. a bit of The Red Shoe
2: Diaries uh, that there's a sex scene. Oh. Unlike other movies.
0: A <laughs> racy sex scene between two Hollywood starlets. Hollywood starlets. So does Natalie
2: Portman su- uh, successfully yeah, destroy her good girl image?
0: Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, it's, I think this is probably – you know, I. Uh, she's you know she's gonna get an Academy Award nomination for it. It's it's
1: maybe the best I've seen her act. On a mm. scale of one to Phantom Menace, where would you put this? <laughs> <out>? <laughs> really, Phantom Menace is the high end of the scale. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: on that scale, I think I'd have to put it at a one. <laughs> so not good, huh?
1: Okay, I like it.
0: All right, so uh, you guys got recommendations, or are you just going to keep asking yeah, questions it's, about mine?
2: Should you want to go first, or should I go first? I can't think of anything to recommend. Real You? Mr. Recommendation? Mr. Hollywood? Mr. I'm going to recommend Castle Freak for the eighth time?
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, while well, I'm at it. <laughs> Mr. Hey. Head of the Family? <laughs> Mr. <Yeah>. Invisible Maniac? <laughs> hey, folks out there in uh, La La Land, why don't you go to your local just video the store? specifically. <laughs> Go to your local video store. No Netflix uh, allowed. Go to the... Yeah, fuck that. Go to the horror slash comedy department.
2: <laughs> Not even a section, but a department. We had to hire another assistant manager just to cover the horror comedies. Just, just to see, just cover the go down. To,
1: go, down to, go down to aisle H. And and pick up head Where of the family. We're in row C. Head of the family is a great movie about a you dude. You recommended this jar- before? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the thing. Was I was recommending something I already recommended? It's right next to Castle for
2: you. <laughs> Not if it's row H. <laughs>
1: So you, you snatch this, like, this is a video. This is a video store which has is a whole. This is my recommendation.
2: <laughs> it has a whole department for horror comedies, but none with that start with titles with the letters D, E, F, or G. <laughs> what store is this?
1: This is uh, that video store he's, down over there.
0: He's dismantled your logic.
1: <laughs> so you snatch up that out of the family. go upstairs <laughs> to the rental uh, rental desk. <laughs>
2: You get so we have that? a whole
1: floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait in line behind the lady who's running Bicentennial Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when she's done, when she's gone, then you pay your $1.50 to take the v- VHS cassette of Heaven of the Family home so you can pop it into your player and have a nice uh, night. Maybe pop some uh, Redenbachers, some Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Both Some, of those? <laughs> Both yeah, at the same do time. do a taste comparison? <laughs> be
2: so- Make a night of it. <laughs> Mate, watch a movie, do a popcorn taste test.
0: There's going uh, to be someone somewhere out there who's listening to this on their iPod, and they're doing exactly what you're saying, which is so ridiculously specific, <laughs> that it's going to seem like you're talking to them and them alone. Stuart. Yeah. That's yep. the beauty of this.
2: That's how podcasts work. Yeah, Sensual. <laughs> 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 Elliot? I'm going to recommend... Try try and follow that. (laughs) I can't. I will just recommend uh, a a recent film called Sin Nombre, uh, without name or without a name or unnamed, uh, which is... Well, it's Sin Nombre. It's a Spanish language title, uh, which is a movie about two uh, migrants trying to make their way through Mexico and to the United States border. One is a Honduran girl with her father and uncle, and the other is a Mexican gang member who is on the run from the gang that he dedicated his life to and now wants him dead. And uh, it's a really good, tough movie that sags a little in the middle but is very good overall. And it really and it has some scenes that really um, create a kind of bizarre nightmare world out of this world of migrants riding trains and things like that. Uh, and it's very good.
0: All right. We made it, guys. We made it through. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing
1: okay.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I mean – I mean yeah. it's mainly me. That okay. I was uh, So you mean I made it through. By, meaning you. Yeah. You made, made it through.
0: I made it through. And uh, no number of you're cat re-
2: noises. You're a real nope. hero. <laughs> not, I have a real American man hero. left the building? <laughs>
1: really? Already? Yeah, he called it an early night. <laughs> He's got to go pick up his daughter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's his night with the kids? No, uh, Is
1: he a
0: not- single dad or... <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and she, you know, she just got off her shift at Wendy's. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, so, is she a teenager or an adult, or? She's a young adult. So, tonight the two of them a are, what, just going to head to the video store, go to the old horror comedy department, <laughs> yeah. pick up Head of the Family. <laughs> Maybe. Pop some Jiffy Pop, some Red yeah, that's,
1: that's, I mean, he, did, he seemed to be paying attention to me when I was giving my... Well, as soon a, as you start talking, he got his eyes glazed over a little bit. So I, I think he's going to yeah. go with my decision. And, and Dan's movies aren't even on video yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, they're I don't know even, if they're even they're coming out even on VHS. They're in theaters yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: You would have to pay cash money in the theater. to yeah, I really drop
0: the ball on that one, guys. Whereas mine's
2: on Netflix Instant.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Now I feel bad. I think we better just sign off. Okay. My My name has been Dan McCoy. <laughs>
2: My name is uh, Stuart Wellington. My name will continue to be Elliot Kalin long after the cities of men have been laid low by the folly of the gods and their dust swirls through the moats and the wisps of air left behind on this dead planet. Yea, though this cold barren rock shall circle the sun, none will be left to remember it but my name, Elliot Kalin. (laughs) (laughs) He's back! (laughs) Do you guys like gossip? Hot and gossip, gossip girl. That's the best kind. Hot, Supposed to cold gossip, like who shot Lincoln. Change of colors. <laughs> sound effect not, <night, laughs> I, I think. I don't even know what's why those sound effects are <laughs> related. Oh, Everyone, come down.
0: Just we'll let know me
1: know when you want me to drop calm the down
0: <laughs> just enough so I can drop the needle on this thing.